I hope you're not reading the technology news right now. You don't need to. This is The Wrap. It's Saturday, April 15, and if you're in the mood for a bit of technology news in Australia, you don't need to go anywhere. This is The Wrap. And this week, The Wrap is brought to you by the letters PS and VR. Because Sony this week did something we've been quietly hoping Samsung, YouTube and Google would all do. It released more content for virtual reality. If you have a PlayStation VR headset for the Sony PlayStation 4 made PSVR edition, you now potentially have access to something a little more educational than those games you've been telling your wife or kids you haven't been playing. This week, Sony has made available three experiences developed by Alchemy Labs, a company that worked on one of the two David Attenborough VR videos that are gradually making their way around Australia by way of museums. First Life VR is one of the releases, and it takes viewers on a virtual reality journey through the ocean, exploring the beginnings of life in animation, while Alchemy's other releases explore other underwater journeys through cameras, looking through old ships, or plunging you into shark-feeding waters of the deep blue. With prices around $6 to $10 each, the experiences aren't too costly, and should provide families with a PlayStation VR a little education in the virtual world. Though we're honestly surprised Google hasn't stepped in and made this available in YouTube for Google Cardboard, Daydream, or other VR headsets. No disrespect to anything Sony has been able to pull here because it's really cool, but the experience isn't really or technically virtual reality. It's just more a 360 degree movie, and so as good as the PlayStation VR is, and as cool as the movie should be, it's not really going to be like exploring the virtual world in other PSVR titles. There's also another thing missing, the Great Barrier Reef title. Easily the better of the two being shown at museums, this one lets you explore the reef with David Attenborough, the man himself, joining a small expedition as it goes below the surface in a tiny sub. Quickly changing topic to security, because this week, network device maker Netgear has added a new camera to its Arlo range, boosting home security with some smarts, you know, if you're into that. We're not going to lie, the home security market is an area that's beginning to be flooded with network security cameras, and depending on where you go, an electronic, a department store, maybe a home hardware supply store, you're going to find a few security cameras, all of which can be connected to your network, some of which, all of which, one of those. You can find them from Swan and from D-Link and from Belkin and from Ring and from Uniden, from Kogan and probably from brands you've never heard of and if we're honest never will again but like those brands that we do know and the ones we just listed Netgear is a brand that has been dabbling in home security for a couple years now and in the latest update it's taking the weatherproof Arlo camera and doing something it probably should have had there in the beginning rechargeable batteries for the past couple of years and up until this week Netgear's wireless Arlo camera system for your home needed four C123 batteries per camera which may not be expensive overseas, but tends to cost a good $15 to $40 locally, and it was every six months, so you kind of needed four of these batteries per camera every six months. The cost adds up, especially if you have a lot of the cameras. This week, however, Arlo Pro has been released, a new camera that is compatible with the old system and supports rechargeable batteries. Now, we've checked, and if you own the old model Arlo, you can't just buy the rechargeable battery and kind of force it in there. It doesn't work that way. And you'll be forced to buy a new camera if that's what you want, but it will work, the new camera, with the old base station. A new base station has been made, however, and it will come with some new features, such as object and human recognition later down the track, it's something they're going to roll out, and a very loud siren that exists in it right now for annoying your family and potentially, well this is more the use case scenario, alarming would-be strangers. Netgear also has a baby camera on its way for the Arlo system, and a portable Arlo camera that you'll be able to take with you and put on buildings somewhere if you have a lot of land or on a boat or things like that later in the year. 
Now, if you're struggling to find something to do this weekend, Google is doing something fun in the area of machine learning, a field of study which can help protect our computers and websites with better predictability and security, as well as in a development of self-driving cars. Google's AutoDraw experiment is a little different from any other machine learning system we've seen before, using Google's smarts to identify things we may try to draw and replace them with the things that we're probably intending to draw. Like when you draw something that you intend to be the moon, but it looks more like a banana that just couldn't be bothered that morning, you know, it just it had one of those days. And now it looks closer to something like Lisa Simpson's Florida costume, if that. You might file this under the category of time waster, but this is one of those playful concepts that might help you make a card, a greeting card, or something nice for a friend, or could even turn your children into the artists that they see themselves to be. Simply load up autodraw.com and start scribbling away, with Google's system revealing what it thinks you're trying to draw in an online almost psychic equivalent of Microsoft Paint. It's fun, easy, and could finally give you an understanding of what your children mean when they draw things for your fridge. Now we just need a way for it to scan in their drawings and let the system do its thing. Finally, Samsung this week has announced that an Australian bake has joined its mobile payment system, Samsung Pay, with Westpac coming to play alongside Citibank and American Express. There's a catch, though, a couple, actually. First, you need a recent Samsung device, such as a Galaxy smartphone or the Gear S3 wearable, while the other catch is that while Westpac is supported, the banks that it owns are not, with neither St George, Bank SA or Bank of Melbourne listed as supported, and Picker confirming St George by Samsung as not part of the rollout. That's bad news if you're a customer of those banks wondering when you'll get support for mobile payment technologies like this. You'd think having a big bank daddy supporting the future-driven technologies would help, would make a difference, but these banks are missing in action for support. And they're not alone, with bigger banks like the Commonwealth Bank missing in action on Samsung Pay, Android Pay and Apple Pay, while the smaller banks and larger ANZ actually seem to be making more inroads on the last two. Seriously, why can't we all just get along for the benefit of the consumers? I mean, back in the late 90s, there were ads telling us that we were going to have our phones replace our wallets, and now we feel we're close to that point, only to get a little hamstrung by the banks not wanting to come to the same table or taking forever to develop the universal connections to these services, or worse, coming up with proprietary solutions. I mean, come on, banks, seriously, get your act together. This is 2017. Let me feel like I'm part of the future today before I grow old and cranky or older and cranky. You know what? I can't even say cranky properly. I'm going to go outside so I feel less cranky and you should too. If it's nice outside and you've got the time off, head outside and have a bit of a relaxing day and join us next week with more news on the technology world around us and a commentator that doesn't like to be cranky but will happily resort to that if he needs to. Until then, have a great week. 